Opportunity abounds. The question is, what are we going to do with it? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. He's on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Uh, A series of things uh, happening, uh, young man. But one of those things is that interest rates are going up. Uh, House buying is becoming uh, a, a question in terms of here we are heading into a busy season, but does that mean we're going to have uh, the same amount of buyers as we've had in years past? Well, that's a big question. Uh, Greg Cooper, uh, Indianapolis realtor on the show this weekend, he, he is of the opinion that rising rates and we're seeing mortgage rates now, I think approaching maybe around 5% in the anticipation they'll continue to go up throughout the year uh, to some level. But again, 5%, you look historically, that's that's still a pretty good rate. He believes that even with rising rates, which you would think would uh, perhaps uh, get people out of the market, he thinks the inventory of available homes is going to be tighter than ever. It's been tight for several years. It will continue to to do so uh, in part because people are going to try to beat the rates. They're going to try to get those uh, lower rates, putting more and more people into the market. Give you an idea. He gave me an example on the show this weekend. He said one of his homes recently generated more than 100 broker confirmed showings and 75 walk-ups in basically a day. The, the house went uh, went on the market, sold in a day for 30% above list price. So those are the kinds of stories we're seeing out there in the uh, in the local housing market. It's being replicated around the state, too. But no one see- sees that if interest rates hit, you know, pick a number, uh, that that the amount of people walking up saying, hey, we're, we want to buy this house, goes down drastically. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, there are some people certainly – uh, logic would would dictate that as rates go up, uh, people will get out of the market. Uh, and I have talked to some realtors who believe that will be the case, uh, perhaps later in the year as rates continue to go up. For the, but for the time being, there doesn't seem to be any end in sight to this really tight uh, uh, seller's market that we're seeing here in Indianapolis. So let's take it outside of, of real estate and take it into, uh, well, maybe more real estate. You guys have the story, Alex Brown reporting at InsideIndianaBusiness.com, that plans are moving ahead for the former GM stamping plant. It's only been mm-hmm. 90 billion years. Well, we've been waiting for something <laughs> to take place uh, here. Uh, this is this is Alanco, uh, I, I believe. Yeah. What is the latest? Yeah, the latest, it, it is moving forward. Uh, a lot of people have questioned. They made a big announcement. Uh, uh, I think it was at the end of 2020, if I if I recall right, uh, on moving uh, Lanka moving his corporate headquarters uh, from Greenfield to uh, the former GM stamping plant along the uh, the White River in downtown Indianapolis, and, and really plans to build an entire campus that would connect with White River State Park and some other amenities. It's the first um, uh, really uh, foray over the White River for downtown Indianapolis. It's a huge project. There'll be a big pedestrian bridge connecting Indianapolis, downtown Indy, to, to the west side, the west side of the uh, of the river. So a big project. And plans are moving forward. In fact, I am told there is a, a groundbreaking that has been set for early April, early next month, in just a couple of weeks, uh, to, uh, to mark the start of construction there. Big project, tens of millions of dollars, uh, and uh, will, be, uh, will be interesting to watch it play out. So now it's a subject that I was discussing earlier today is that there needs to be a vision. We need a vision for the state. You need a vision. Uh, cities need a vision in order to attract people and, and grow things as we take a look at uh, the amount of people uh, 
Indiana brought in, 20,000, didn't come from birth rate. It came from people uh, moving here. Uh, the pandemic keeping the birth rate uh, lower over the last year. But we have the, these these universities that put out these mines, and we're trying to keep those brains here in, in, in the state. And you've been talking about how cities from across the country, including right here in Indiana, are offering incentives all they can to get people to stay. What is it that you're seeing and, and finding out, and are we being? is it working? Yeah, well, there are some early signs that it is working. And, and what we're talking about specifically, uh, Tony, is attracting remote workers, uh, these workers who can essentially work from anywhere. Uh, and they have really come to the fore during the pandemic. Uh, but uh, remote workers are a hot commodity. Cities around the state here in Indiana, around the country, but are offering incentives to try to get uh, these uh, workers to uh, to come here. Um, we talked with a worker from uh, Florida who is a content strategist for a big tech company, decided to move to Bloomington uh, for better quality of life. She can work anywhere in the country, came to Bloomington. In fact, Bloomington, through its uh, program, has attracted, um, I think, 14 people so far. And they estimate, uh, actually, Public Policy Institute at, at IU did a study that those 14 workers represent about a million dollars in, in economic impact when it comes to to uh, salaries, taxes, uh, buying products locally, those, those types of things. But we're seeing, what's interesting, we're seeing all kinds of incentives. Greensburg, among the incentives Greensburg is offering to attract remote workers, grandparents babysitting uh, uh, in, in Greensburg. Others are offering cash, uh, cash payments. The Indiana uh, legislature actually approved a bill, passed a bill, uh, providing incentives uh, or funds to help communities attract remote workers. So this is something we're going to see more and more, I think, uh, about uh, here in the coming uh, months and years. Is is remote workforces seen as more attractive? You still get to uh, engage uh, the, the the taxes, but you don't have to actually provide any services. It's like, is is that a model we're we're really after? Well, I, I think moreover, Tony, it's really about we talked about it on and on, but attracting talent and attracting talented people to live, work, and play here. I, I think is, is really what it's uh, what it's more about to get them. Uh, to live uh, inside the state, to attract talent. And the feeling is that over time, you know, it started relatively slow, but there have been some success stories, that that could turn into uh, more and more people opting opting to live here. This this uh, a woman we talked with, again, a constant strategist for a big tech company, um, was very uh, upfront in saying she really wanted to move to India. There were other places she looked at. But Indiana offered what she wanted in terms of quality of life. Bloomington, as an example, one of the incentives they're offering is a seat on the board of a nonprofit um, in uh, in that community. That was something that was attractive to her. So I think I think moreover, and you know, there's the there are the tax uh, uh, consequences and other things that would drive economic development. But it's also getting that talent uh, to come here and to live here.